0: You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast.
1: Likes, advice, and rumors, straight from the source. Theslowridepodcast.com and on Twitter at the slow ride Pod.
2: Hello and welcome. 335th episode of the Sluride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida.
0: Hey, this is Matt. I'm wearing shorts in Minneapolis, Minnesota.
1: And this is Spencer in Boston. Little guy, it sounds like things are getting tropical there in the upper Midwest. And, you know, I don't believe it. What is tropical? For you, S-
0: uh, I don't know, 50, 60 today, something like that. Uh, shorts are out. I got the chalky legs on the street, scaring people.
2: That's great. Do you have? Are you wearing sh- socks with your sandals?
0: Or? I do not own sandals yet. I was wearing socks with my slip-ons when I was riding the bike today. Uh, now, do you guys want to know a you- gross thing? Uh,
1: yes, but no. Of
0: <laughs> it's just kind of gross. You know how when you wear pants all winter. And it and you ride and walk around and it sort of it, it shaves half your hair off your legs in sort of weird places. And then you go to wear shorts the first time on a bike ride and you're not shaving, no, but you're not No, going. I don't know.
1: Is this how we <laughs> what do you, is this how we what should you wearing, open the paper? show, you guys? Is this <laughs> Is this I mean, good radio? I
0: mean uh maybe not. Anyway, my, my my legs look good. I feel good. I feel good.
1: The thing that I always try and remember is every episode we do is somebody's first episode. <laughs> It's true. Some, somebody on a (laughs) group ride, like their good buddy recommend has been hounding them to listen to this show for rides and rides and rides now. And they finally tuned in and that's Mm -hmm. what they got, you know? So I try to, I try to bring the heat every single episode and little guy definitely did that as well. So welcome. If this is
2: your first time, expect to the show,
1: expect a lot more of the same. Yeah.
0: Yep.
2: Yep. Yeah. I think that, uh, We've definitely had some some great times like that where, you know, we get like a retweet from Mitch Docker or like a shout out from, uh, you know, one of our many dozens of pro listeners. And then they listen to, you know, conversations about um, pants. pants. So good stuff. But what we should really get into <laughs> is the ultimate I told you so, yes. which is the entire Slow Ride podcast for the last four years that Matthew Vanderpool is the greatest living cyclist <laughs> and um, proven once again rocket emoji oh straight gosh. to the moon I haven't seen something climb that fast since GameStop
0: <laughs> Oh But you see he doesn't yeah, he doesn't so even have the he doesn't even have the KOM That's the craziest thing somebody Oh yeah. he doesn't get the KOM <laughs> I get mean get the KOM Yeah I mean I think if you could Just have time that second half of the segment actually it's his teammate Vakov uh who has it from like 4 years ago but obviously he, the United, he so, wasn't shadow boxing with Alex Philippe until uh, he dusted him. So, wasn't that who, satisfying?
2: Yeah. Who would you rather take? Would you rather take the KOM or would you rather take the win? I think I'll go with the win. Thank you very much. <laughs> I would too. But what an amazing performance. Yes. I got home from my ride, dropped, by the way, out in the hills of Windermere in a windy day. Mm. I came home with about 30K left. And I watched all 30K so I could act like I watched the whole thing with you guys. Mm. And I'm not going to tell you I didn't watch. Oh wait, uh, but anyways, it was an amazing final thirty k. Loved it. The attack of um, the the attack of uh, Matthew Vanderpool with twelve k to go was epic. Completely shocked. Bernal was the one that went with him. Yeah. Who, by the way, is racing for the Trident later? Yes, but actually looking pretty good. Looking really maybe twenty twenty was an aberration. Maybe he's back on the INEOS program. I mean, since when did INEOS become the cool one-day team?
0: Well, they're making those videos now, too, man. They're they're trying everything to be the cool team. Plus, they're donating all, all, donating all that money to hedgehog charities, which I think is... <laughs> I mean, I just think that's super nice of them. Like, mm-hmm. I know they're British and all, but they didn't have to do it, but it's great that they did a million pounds, you guys. Well, I don't even know how much money
2: that is, but it sounds like a lot. It is. So... Back to Torino Adriatico. I wanted to correct. One of the things I did. I wanted to correct, little guy,
1: but I actually don't know how much a million pounds is either.
2: <laughs> um, it's a lot of money. It's a lot. Did can I? Is it bad that the one thing I did notice when Matthew Vanderpool was riding away from ala Philippe, who deserved it, um, was that the the Bianchi banners on the the um, guardrails mm-hmm. were red and not the Celeste blue. I was really into that oh I did like Bianchi doing the red thing, kind of throwing a little bit of a curveball. you think if a company had one color that was known for mm-hmm. over the years, they would put that on every single thing that lines courses, but no, it was red, and I actually kind of liked it mm. um so that was cool. Mm. almost as cool as ala Philippe getting dusted, so that was awesome. Tim yeah, loved it. Tim
1: when you tuned in with thirty k to go, um what was the race situation? did you see that first uh group like lead group that was out on the road because
2: it was star studded the the group with wout with wout yeah and gva
1: yeah it had all the big hitters everyone that you would expect to be there and the internet's most hated man
2: And the internet's most hated man had a flat tire and then he crashed later right but then wasn't it a poor wheel change
1: i feel like when i tuned in um my entire Twitter feed was collectively willing that flat tire to happen. And when it happened, it was like Christmas day. It was, I have never experienced anything like this in, in 15 years of cycling fandom. I have nothing has brought the community together like this.
2: I, I know that it is shocking the amount of people that emailed, tweeted, texted me over across all platforms, the slow ride podcast and others that were just excited about the flat tire. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like is Johnny Muscone <laughs> is the luckiest man in professional cycling no. right now. Like people have totally forgotten about that guy. Yeah. It, yeah. for now. It is crazy yeah. for
0: now. Yeah. He'll do something. Um, about that.
1: Is I mean, yeah, so. is it wild that a flat tire is the defining moment of cycling in 2021
2: so
3: far? I
2: I don't know if that's a defining moment. Moment though, I will push back that the the great. I I know this might be a yes and thing, but I I will say that Matthew Vanderpool winning Strada Bianchi in such dominating fashion was pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, I mean it
2: was. Like, I think that's a pretty defining moment. It
1: was, but that's that's exciting bike racing that we know and love like that. Yeah, I'm just saying I,
2: it was, this. It, There's definitely hive speak going on with the flat tire. It was an yeah, experience.
1: Yeah. We, we, there are no fans on the side of the road, but yet we felt like we were there with everyone cheering that flat tire on, cheering that shimano mechanic who could not oh. make a speedy change to save his life. True hero. I, I, it was, it was beautiful. I, I don't know who, who that mechanic was, but if anyone out there, Ruby Roubaix, any of our European correspondents know who this person is. We want to get them on the show. We need like a, a soundbite. We need something. Um, I feel like let that's me ask a, the least we could do.
2: Let me ask a more thought-provoking question here. If the interview didn't happen, the cycling news interview from like two weeks ago with the zero remorse mm-hmm. kind of aspect, like, and it was just kind of going on that the time had been served and we we're back to racing. The the would there have been such a collective like celebration of that flat tire? Or would there have been a little bit more like, uh eh, yeah, like cool I guess? Like it seems that it go hit a whole nother level with like the lack of remorse from that interview. Yeah, oh, absolutely. To the team, to to everybody. Totally. You know what I mean? Like, like absolutely like the doubling down on it.
1: Yeah, I, I I mean I think there would be a certain segment that we're not willing to be a fan regardless uh after the initial incident yeah. but i think the the folks that were on the fence or who you know didn't know what they thought even after that everybody fell on the side of not a fan anymore you know
2: yeah mhm so we should not let that that collective celebration that we did all see take away from two great performances on the day right mhm So first you have, and and that's the men's and the women's race, uh, going with the winners. So you have Matthew Vanderpoel, just complete domination. And then Chantel Vandenbroek taking the win by seven seconds over, you know, Trek Segafredo's Elisa Longo-Borghini and Anda Vandenbregen in third place. So both were great performances. Mm -hmm. I ended up catching the women's race on tape delay. Mm -hmm. Um, Was awesome to see Mm -hmm. as well. Um, what was really cool was the post-race where, um, Borghini was, uh, taking the proceeds from the crowdsourced side of the funding because it's 2021. So we need to crowdsource, um, the right thing to do rather than depend on race promoters and television contracts to pay for the actual thing. And because Trek pays their women's riders appropriate wages, they're able to um, donate the the crowdsourced funds into um, women's race support, which was also cool to see. Yeah, I think a pretty cool um, thing that needs a major shout out. Yeah, yeah, it was a very it's, nice act. All around. Yeah, it's basically a win-win. Yeah. So, but overall, I had a ton of fun watching the parts that I did. Yeah, they're great races. I am getting tired of the trope that leads the week up to strada bianchi of is this race a monument or is this race a classic mm-hmm. right at this point like it's just tired like it's it's one of the most popular races on the calendar right. full stop That's bring right. on flanders full stop bring on roubaix full stop right yeah. like like i put it there put on San Remo. like like it is a great race i don't care what the title is it's something i'm going to tune in every year right as long as i'm lucky to watch bike racing mm-hmm. on some streaming service that may not work Whew. yeah streaming services
0: yep
1: yeah it's a great race
0: there's no there's no other way around it who what you do.
1: decides what the classics are like i don't i don't care i don't want to debate whether or not strata bianca should be a classic because obviously it should and that's not even up for debate i'm just saying who still thinks fletch alone is you know what <laughs> i mean
0: i i saw a thread and i don't remember where this was on twitter someone saying that that Sort of the whole monuments thing was with like Verbergen or Hein River, who kind of got the World Cup going in the 90s, sort of mm. pulling out these certain races that had a lot of history and making them the monuments. Um, since they they never were defined as such. And so these other races like Flesh Alone kind of that had been is quite almost as big, got sort of def- lowered down just to Did classic you... status and sort of... That's sort of where this now, definition, this definition that we now sort of give too much weight to, um, yeah. started. But I didn't see the
2: research on that. I did hear there was definition based on the distance of the races too. Yeah, as being I, another. Like. I know.
0: I've seen so, people say that yes, yeah, Stra- uh, Strata can be uh, a monument until it's longer, which to me is also seems so kind of ridiculous. Like I it, mean, it's either. Yeah. It's either, Really, races are just either great races that every rider wants to win, in which case they're basically monuments. Like, if every rider wants to win it, then it's one of the biggest races, you know? Like, if not mm-hmm. every rider wants to win Flesh Willone, well, it doesn't matter, like, the fact that even GC riders occasionally are, like, talk about how they want to win Roubaix, or they want to win... Obviously, GC well, riders want to win Strade. so, like, it's one of the biggest races that... Don't all
2: racers want to win every race, though, little guys? No, but, like, like, actually actually talk about
0: doing it. Like, the fact that we had Bernal and Pogacar in that front group at the end says more about the quality of this race than than anything else because you don't have those guys going to races that they don't consider classics or monuments. Like, you know, they just wouldn't show up. They'd they'd go do a training camp on a mountain, you
2: know? Yeah, I mean, it is, remember when, Bauke Malimo beat Michael Woods by telling Michael Woods there's one lap to go at Japan Cup a few years ago. Yep. That's a classic. That's what you do in monuments. It's uh, great to see. Um, guys, just a quick reminder that currently the Slow Ride Championship belt is with the AG2R team mm-hmm. um, after they stripped <laughs> it out of Matthew Vanderpool's um, hands uh, yep. Uh, yep. a few episodes <clears throat> ago, um, about yep. a month and a half ago. I'm starting to think that Tom Pidcock making a solid... Um, effort to get his hands on the championship belt just because he's making racing exciting. Um, it's cool to see just two, two day, two race days in seeing some great performances, not saying I'm going to nominate him for the belt just yet, but, uh, you know, he's, he's working his way up through the undercard. It's doing a great job. Um, I am a little concerned about the legitimacy of our championship belt. If it stays on AG tour much longer so, but um, at this it, this point, I need to see.
1: I d- uh, yeah, I yeah. I did not come prepared for a, a championship belt discussion tonight, but I would I would be willing to, and I don't think he would get the unanimous vote, so we don't need to go there. But I'd be willing to throw out Michael Gogol for the championship yeah. belt because he oh. was in that move, finished six at Strata, completely out of left field, like the guy. That you did not expect to be there, who hung, who crushed it, who did yeah. good. And his, you know, when you think about it, is always kind of like, oh, yeah, he is good. He's had good results. Like that's to me what kind of defines like who gets the championship belt. Cause I knew Vanderpool was gonna be first or second and mm-hmm. no worse than that, you know? So it's to me, that's not what a
2: slow ride podcast championship belt represents. That's a good point. So two things here. This is a good point. Gogol got ninth last year. Yeah, I was going to say He is yeah. the he. So
0: he. This is his Amstel to uh, <laughs> what's his name? I can't remember his name anymore. <laughs> he retired and I can't remember his name. But Gasparano. he's like Roman so Kreuziger. He, got, he shows up every year at, at Amstel. Gogol is this for Strata? But yes, he's
2: and str- strong mustache
0: game. Oh, by the way, he's um, only strong the, one in the in the move. He must have fell out of place. Very clean shaven in that move.
2: Well, also racing for, uh, which is quickly becoming one of my favorite teams, Team Quebeca-Assos, mm-hmm. um, who have had a pretty solid week or so here <laughs> with all the all the shade I was throwing at them earlier yeah. about how they weren't going to be able to compete. Two in mm-hmm. the, actually doing pretty amazing. Two in the That's, top 10, you
1: know, three in the top 12.
2: Yeah. Um, I would say, I, I want to say about them is they have
0: not won a lot this year, but they have been animating races, like in mm-hmm. ways that you wouldn't expect for a team that we've
2: kind of uh, little guy you're just reading all those press releases that someone no. signed us up for, oh no man um, i, I love our our those
0: tw- <laughs> no but think of like how <laughs> like, like we don't really think of make them as lemonade st- out of those lemons yeah but they seriously make i mean like they had two two guys they had clark in the next move like they i don't know i've just been impressed with how much they've been just throwing caution to the wind as yeah. a team that we kind of expect nothing from and then mm-hmm. they're like fine we're gonna well we're gonna make the winning move happen and you're like what and yeah, you're gonna get dusted at the end by Vanderpool, but like, you you took the chance and you got top ten. I don't know.
2: Mm-hmm. Hats off. Yeah, I love it. Gogol was so far out of the conversation; he wasn't even listed in the odds on roller derby yeah. for winning Strada yeah, yeah. Um Matthew or w- Wout Van Art went off five to two favorite. Matthew Vanderpool was four to one, and Alif Philippe was five one. So, the wisdom of the cr- the wisdom of the crowds was actually pretty good here, considering that three of the top four. Um, and I don't think anyone would blame uh, the sidewalk bookie, uh, bookie uh, Luke, from putting Bernal in the other camp mm-hmm. on roller derby. But you know, overall, pretty good odds um, for that. So I'll I'll great give it to, to Gogol, Spencer. I like I
0: like your like your idea. He's he All was right. the left field choice. Let's just give it's, it to him. Let's see what he does with it.
1: Well, it's two out of three. You know, I haven't heard Tim. Uh, back this up I, he's kind of a i want to give it to Vanderpool again kind of guy so you know
3: i i'm
2: not saying we got to give it to Vanderpool. i'm just you know ag2r collectively is such a solid team but they had such yeah. a does that it's almost um like Gogol takes it just by uh you know being on quebeca uh, assos will he ever get it back what, is Gogol gonna you know Last time I felt that we gave it to a rider of Gogol's stature was Simon Geski, and he got on the radio and basically asked for it, yeah, mm-hmm. right, like he wanted it. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I think we give it to Gogol and we see if it gives him
0: the confidence to, you know, really shine. You know, like maybe this is a so Here is what we need to do in his in his career. Yeah,
2: so I am willing to give it to it here, but we need our listeners to go on Twitter and just hound the Team Quebeca Assos Twitter. Account just let them know mm-hmm. that Gogo got the Slow Ride Podcast Championship belt, mm-hmm. and see if we can get a um, a Twitter shout out or a a video shout out where it's like, "Hey, this is Michael Gogo. I currently have the Slow Ride Podcast Championship belt." Yeah, maybe you could pronounce his name the correct way too. Yeah, I'm sure um, we're messing it <laughs> <out that> up. <would laughs> <enough. laughs> be fantastic. No, <laughs> yeah. just, uh, um, just Google it, Tim. So. Well done. Yeah. Are you sure you're not a dad? That was that was well done. Yeah, okay, so uh, we we will um out of nowhere. Um, I was not planning on uh, issuing this, but Michael Gogol is uh getting his name down in history as the Slow Ride Podcast Championship belt holder on episode 335. And as a reminder, Lucinda Brand still has the women's belt. Um, I have not seen anything yeah. out of left field here yet i need to dig into it a little bit more um so maybe next week we will start to see if there's some uh overwhelming performances uh coming in uh on the women's side of things to take the belt um but yeah it's pretty pretty cool uh google let's hit him up on twitter see what (laughs) he can do with this
1: maybe we can uh i bet we could get in that asos uh, kubeka team car at some event you know back when when people are allowed to go to him yeah. With enough, like, right, with enough cool. social media harassment. That could maybe happen. I,
2: we need to just make sure that they know that he's gotten the belt. So uh yes. there you go. Let's uh let's get to it. So gentlemen, the other big news dropped today. And of course I'm talking that there's Pizza Hut in Belgium because they have a brand new brand ambassador, Remco Evanpole. Oh my god. <laughs> I have to admit. <laughs> If I was going to put a pizza brand with Remco pole uh-huh. I would not have put Pizza Hut. Mm.
1: Um, what uh, Tim, what's more shocking to you about this announcement? Is it that Pizza Hut is sponsoring a cyclist or that Pizza Hut exists in Belgium?
3: Oh,
2: that's good. Well, it's equal, and I'll say why, is that Remco clearly had some media training on this because his answer was like, when it's cheat day, mm-hmm. then I'm gonna eat at Pizza Hut. Uh-huh. So because you wouldn't really put those together because of the the weight the weight obsessed nature of cycling fandom, even though I housed like six slices of pizza on Sunday when I came home. Right. Um, but I'm I'm pretty shocked that there's Pizza Hut in Belgium. Like, do you think they have all of the crazy flavors there too? Like the double stuffed crust, <laughs> like, you know, like Pizza Hut is like volcano pizza, right? Like they have all the different flavors. Like now they're making Detroit pizza, um, yeah. which I think gets me into the other thing that I was thinking about, that if Remco is with Pizza Hut, we should be, we should probably start going through the other national pizza chains oh. to then... Give a um, I love a ride it. or two. So I'll start. <laughs> I'll start. All well, right. Let's. Um, I just
1: want to set the the bar here real quick because I just pulled up this Pizza Hut Remco yeah. press release.
2: Okay. And there's a uh-huh. there's
1: a quote on here from um, uh, I don't know who this is from. Somebody high up here, Pizza Hut. Uh, At
2: Pizza Hut, like Pizza Hut marketing manager,
1: something like that. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Okay. The quote is, and this is in quotation marks, Pizza Hut likes to identify with world leaders. We only enter into partnerships with ambassadors in whom we really believe. From the first conversations we had, we had a good feeling about Remco as an ambassador for our brand. We have every confidence in the coming years he will become the Belgian cycling phenomena.
2: So Pizza Hut is owned by Yum Brands, which is based in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, remember the Yum Center uh, across from uh, the Platinum Lounge, where we hosted the world famous foam party in 2013. Mm-hmm. Do you think the average person walking down the sidewalk, like if you're just doing the average average Joe interview, man on the street, woman on the street, they're gonna be like, "Oh, Remco, great, great ambassador for the Pizza Hut brand, known mm-hmm. worldwide, worldwide oh. leader." No. <laughs> Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Okay. This is,
1: uh, sorry, I can clarify. This was Steph Muleman's CEO at Top Brands, the Belgian group that includes Pizza Hut there. Hmm.
2: <laughs> so there's clearly some chains. I think we need to get the low-hanging fruit off the board um, right away, and that's clearly that. Uh, oh, my God. Um...
1: <laughs> <What>? <laughs> sorry to interrupt you again, but I just keep reading this, and it keeps getting better. Little guy, might his interest might be piqued <laughs> Steph uh, continues that Remco is a top athlete with enormous focus, passion, and (laughs) ambition. But Mm. everyone, including an athlete like Remco, needs moments of relaxation. Totally. (laughs) By the way, we at Pizza Hut have a very extensive menu. In addition to pizza, we also serve salads. Yeah. And and we recently (laughs) launched the Vegan Beyond Pizza
0: Oh, nice. Well, oh, something you can have on wow. the non-cheat days, too, maybe.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, keep that in mind. All right.
0: Ugh, if I can ever so find good. a Pizza Hut, I will check it out.
1: <laughs> so whoever comes out with the Domino's sponsorship is, you know, are they going to bring the heat?
2: Clearly, like, the Domino's thing was would be that you have to admit that you're horrible, and then you become better, right? Wasn't that the whole Domino's thing? That so, was the Domino's oh, thing. So who's the... That's true. Who, like... That's where I'm going, or like the thirty minutes or less type uh, thing. When avoid the, avoid the noid.
0: <laughs> well, if it's horrible and then better, it's got to be somebody who admitted to doping, and then we passively agree they darn doping anymore. You know, maybe it's Georgie and Gabby, or
2: or could it be a you know Domino's has been around forever. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, this this could that's y- good. You probably know this where I'm good. going with this one. I was
1: trying to figure out yeah. the connection there because I think we're on the same yeah. wavelength.
2: There's, I mean, Domino's also is innovative. They've always come out with, you know, they have a really good app. They're uh, always trying new things. Okay, uh, it's it's always exciting. I mean, avoid the Noid. I I think clearly Domino's will be calling Alejandro Valverde um, mm-hmm. to become the uh, the spokesman as they expand into the Spanish market. Uh, maybe they need a new franchiser. Um, uh, so I'm gonna go uh, Valverde. What do you guys think?
0: That's good.
1: I, that's good. I really like that. Yeah. Especially because it's like you don't want it, you don't want to admit that you like it. You you try your best to keep it away, but it's always around. Mm-hmm. And then you gradually accept it as like, well, you know, it's not that bad. So yeah.
2: So if we're going down the we had to Google the cause we could get like five chains from pizza. Um so we had to go all ten. So if we go from biggest to smallest, obviously um we've got Pizza Hut. Domino's Papa John's number three, so uh, that one's probably pretty. Just yeah, Quinn we got Simmons. We got
1: slam dunk there. <laughs> just move, yeah,
2: yeah, just move on from that's, that one. Synergy, all right, so folks. so that gets us to Little Caesars. So Little Caesars, known for the take and bake pizza. So for our friends over in the UK, um, you know, all other countries overseas, cheap. Little Caesars take and bake, super cheap, um, real cheap, probably the cheapest of them all. Um and their thing is that you can just walk in and there will always be a hot pizza ready for you to take for five or six bucks. Uh yeah, large cheap. cheese pizza. Like their prices haven't changed in thirty years. Yeah, they used to do a um pizza by the foot, <laughs> which like was very <laughs> difficult to put in your car because it was six feet long <laughs> but about a foot wide. Yeah, um, I
0: don't know. Who's cheap? Who's the who's most cheap? U- who's the most UCI points for the buck? That's that we would have to do some super deep research. <laughs> Who has well, the, yeah, who has the was. most UCI points to value ratio? I don't even know how to search for that. That, I was like,
1: that has to be someone on Team quebeca Asos speaking to them. You know, like there's no way they didn't uh, they figure didn't
0: that out. Yeah, because they're I'm pretty like, sure they're like the moneyball <laughs> ball pizza. Team.
2: Yeah, it's the moneyball pizza. Their entire team is eating at Little Caesars every night, actually. That that is the sponsorship as Little what Caesars about, is sponsoring uh, quebeca Asso's
1: looking at their roster, what about Pozavivo? <laughs> how do you feel about that
2: pizza the pizza by the foot is actually taller than him when you stack it yeah, yeah it's, it's way, vertical it's way taller um, than him uh, yeah i could i could go with pose of Vivo. okay i mean yeah, it's not sure. a slam dunk um, but no but i can't so, think of anything better right now <laughs> now as we go through there's um there's papa murphy's uh papa murphy's is the uh pizza that's already made but then you have to heat it for yourself so yep. you're kind of like why does this thing even exist I don't even, I mean, this is probably like the Mark Cavendish of of professional cycling at this point, where he's just kind of a pizza chain, where he's just kind of, he's out like, you want him to win. You want it to be good. You want him to to go out well, but, you know, it's just Papa Murphy's. No?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. We all want the best for him, just like we want the best for those pizzas, but we just know we won't be able to bake it properly, and it just won't
2: end up being quite as good as we hoped. It, you know, it is called a par-baked pizza for a reason. It's kind of like a Mark Cavendish's sprint being par. Oh, you know? man.
0: Eh, he's average. he's going to get a little dude, bit of a stretch. Dude got a podium recently. It's, yeah, it was awesome. Something. Didn't win, though. No, Merlier won. Merlier <laughs> like,
2: and he's going to win one or two races this year, and it's going to be a celebration on the podcast. I can't wait. But um, eh, Papa Murphy, he's also Papa. He's the Papa of the Peloton. So then we start going down <laughs> into the deep the deepness. Uh, Spencer was quick to point out that Sparrow Pizza would be next Sparrow. on the list. This is um this is the pizza chain that you would get in the mall. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to eat Sparrow Pizza all the time as a messenger in the city center food court because really, they had it you in could that? fold it, it yeah all the way up top. Uh, you get like $2 oh, cheese yeah. or pepperoni slice. You could fold it in half mm-hmm. like you're on the New York street corner. I a little feel greasy. Like, I feel a little like
0: this uh, is a I think Greece was the main component of the Sabaro pizza.
1: Indeed. I feel like this is more of a, a stadium pizza is what I think of it as, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Even more yeah. than a mall pizza. Like, you know what you're getting into with a stadium pizza and it's nothing good.
2: Yeah. You, yeah. This is not. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you, you've is...
1: given up on your, on the rest of your day and probably the next morning as well.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is this how you feel when you cheer for anybody that's on like Bahrain victorious? Ooh. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's a that's a probably strong association there. Let's take a look at their roster and see who jumps out.
2: And Sparrow's got that weird, like, everything about I mean, Sparrow. You also get it on the side of, like, the... So here's a hot tip. For everybody going to Waterloo for the um Cyclocross World Cup in the end of uh, September, and they're driving down to Arkansas for the, the midweek World Cup before going back to Jingle Cross... Sparrow will be at a, a fair amount of the oasis slash rest oh. areas that are along the interstate. Mm-hmm. Another great place you can get the Sparrow.
1: Now, I had a thought creep into my head, and I don't want to pick on the man because it's Sparrow. Why
2: kick him when he's down.
1: Right. <laughs> but how do you guys feel about Fabio Aru?
0: like the faces of a roof (laughs) like 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 you think it's gonna be a really tasty idea but it doesn't work out sort of thing yeah sort of sort of how it doesn't it doesn't end up sitting well with you yeah the
1: other one (laughs) that was inspired by (laughs) as he is like the step beyond um but i found i came across michael landa um, i was thinking landa too though on on the victorious uh Roster, the,
0: yeah, it
2: works for the victorious, easily disappointing pizza. the un-
0: yeah. The unfortunate thing so far this year is he's done two races and he's got six and a third. So he's actually he's showing some pretty good form this year. I think he might have he might have paired a salad with that piece of pizza or something. He's he's <laughs> sitting well this year, so I, yeah. it feels a little hard. But yes, those those two definitely work as
2: possibilities. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> I I mean I, I'll give it to either one. I'll let you I'll let you choose, Spencer.
1: Uh, I think it has to go to a Rue.
2: All right. Yeah. So up next is we have the California <laughs> Pizza Kitchen. This is a, a a classic date night spot. California Pizza Kitchen. They're the ones that create the pizza that have a lot of arugula, on mm-hmm. a lot of fancy ingredients I you may not get elsewhere.
1: I don't think I've, I've ever had this. this.
0: Yeah. Same here. I'm not, too Midwestern. Man. It's
2: a little bit overrated. Um, but it's still good. It's California in its core. It's um, it's a little flashy. It's definitely hip. Mm-hmm. The time may have passed a little bit. But when it was at peak, California Pizza Kitchen usually in a mall, but uh-huh. next to the food court because mm-hmm. you had to sit down for it. California Pizza Kitchen was awesome. You expected a lot. I think it's very clearly this is friend of the podcast, um, Bling Matthews territory. Ooh. Just from yeah. the name, yeah. the sexiness, everything about it. Yep. Um, Healthy. It's 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 a no brainer yeah. to me. It's gonna leave your. I'm ass looking,
1: looking at phone. this. The logo is just a yellow background with a palm tree on it, and I think that's bling all the way.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Good call. I mean, and that's not a knock at all. But uh,
1: there's certainly there's certainly an option with pineapple on it, and that is also bling all the way. I loved it. This yeah, is a great.
2: Yeah, this is a slam dunk. Uh, so, so we've got three more pizza um, places to go. Obviously, if we're talking about pizza, um, you may be thinking that we're just thinking about delivery pizza. Uh-huh. But sometimes delivery can be made inside your house. Of course, we're talking about DiGiorno. <laughs> um, it's not delivery. It's DiGiorno pizza. Buy it in your n- local neighborhood uh, grocer's freezer. Mm-hmm. Um, preheat that oven. I-, I recommend actually heating the stone, the pizza stone. you got to have a good pizza stone. Pre- heat that in the oven when you preheat it.
0: Yeah, definitely.
2: And it's going to come out, and all your friends that are over, because um, this is post-COVID times, um, are going to think that you order delivery. But really, you ordered Di- DiGiorno. Mm-hmm. So, gentlemen, I don't I don't even know how to award this. Uh, who do you think would be the best DiGiorno? Gosh.
1: So I really like DiGiorno. <laughs> like, as far as, like, if I have to get a frozen pizza, like, that's the one I'm going for.
2: Mm-hmm. That's your go-to? Because it's okay.
1: pretty good. Like, I'll just throw some other toppings on there and pretend I didn't get it out of the grocery store aisle, right? Yeah. And yeah. so I'm trying to think of riders that, like, They're underrated, you know what I mean. But they're good. These are these are probably your road captains, your guys who've been around a little longer, like your veterans.
2: um, Your Simon Clarks. Yeah, who are who are just like starting
1: to be, you know, maybe not paid what they're worth. You know, like they're bringing a lot to the table despite being kind of a budget friendly uh, thing for the for the team. And actually, Mitch Stocker could be a strong contender for this one.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think it'd be pretty good. I like it. Yeah, um, definitely. It's a compliment. Underrated, yeah. but m- like worthwhile. It's good. Mm-hmm. Solid. Good crust. It's 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 what's in my fridge right now. Like, I'm not gonna lie. So um, I'll go with the Docker. All right. Two more gentlemen. Um, <laughs> some would say that this would not be pizza. Uh-oh. Some would call it casserole. But I am a huge fan of Chicago style deep dish. Many different chains you could go with. Lou Malnati's fantastic, a little bit chunkier of the tomato sauce. You, of course, have um, Gino's East, which is one of the originals, um, a little bit more commercialized than, than I like. And then um, uh, some of the other ones that you'd see are like Giordana's or Pizza Uno. Chicago-style pizza. Who thinks they're a cyclist but may not be a cyclist? Uh-huh. Like who is someone that, oh. you know, is athletic but maybe not a cyclist? I
1: think for sure this is Primo's Roglic, because Why? he's a ski jumper at heart. Oh, <laughs> oh man! I haven't seen a lot of evidence that he's a cyclist. I was
0: gonna yeah. say maybe it's Adam and Hansen because he jumped the ship over uh-huh. to triathlon, so he doesn't know what he's doing. He's a little mixed up. He's a little confused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he kinda... running. He's swimming. But we still know in our heart of hearts he's he's
2: a grand tour. He's masquerading as a. Yeah. Uh, as he's a, a grand cyclist. tour machine. Kind of like how Chicago style pizza masquerades as a pizza. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with Rogelich just because I didn't know he was a ski jumper. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll go there. Uh, which gets us to our final one. <laughs> of course, we save best for last, gentlemen. Uh-huh. Chuck E. Cheese, oh. America's favorite pizza chain, mm-hmm. known for the video games and for the animatronic band that mm-hmm. you could eat your pizza and watch the animatronic um, band i will look up what the name of that band is while you guys discuss who would be the best children's themed pizza place
0: now i would say video we've been only doing it. current pros i would say it would be j-pow just because just. j-pow brings the energy that the animatronic band brings to the stage non-stop it never stops he, you know like anytime you see j-pow he, he's He's doing races. He's he's in races, or he's 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 commentating on them now, or he's doing videos. Mm-hmm. Energy in the same way as if he's run by electricity, and there's no stopping him.
1: Yeah, yeah, I see that. Um, I might. My, my initial thought on this was Chuck E. Cheese is not pizza. It's it's for children. Like mm-hmm. this is a this is more of an arcade than it is a restaurant, and. When I think of the kids in the pro peloton right now, I'm thinking Wout, I'm thinking Bidcock, and I'm thinking Vanderpol, and I think they could each be one of the members of the animatronic band <laughs> that is playing, So, but I think uh, Vanderpol clearly has to be the mouse in question, Chuck, from Check E. Cheese.
2: So it could be Vanderpool, but I just want to give a shout out to to the band um, Munch's Make Believe Band, okay. which consisted of lead vocalist Chucky e. Cheese, and Hel- Helen Henny, guitarist Jasper T. Jowls, and drummer Pasquale P. Pieplate, and keyboardist. Oh no, it went away. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, um, keyboardist Mister Munch. So actually, Mister um, Munch was the leader of the band. Uh, so gentlemen, are we gonna settle with Matthew Vanderpool as the uh, Chuck E. Cheese uh, here? Yeah, yeah. It would be kind of the second rate type sponsorship that Matthew Vanderpool is currently pulling in to allow him to go race mountain <laughs> bikes and other things, right? Like, so it's not. like <laughs> It kind of makes sense.
1: Yeah, I that mean, he'd be
2: on a team. It's just like, yeah, they're gonna let me do whatever I want. Think, I'm sponsored by. Think of it by a pizza place. That, think
1: it of it this way: if Quick Step is pulling Pizza Hut. What is L.P. Poet? Chuck E. Cheese, right? Like, exactly.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: I think uh, you I know, like this. I think this uh, this has some legs. You know, it's unfortunate that Matthew could not win the Slow Ride Championship Belt, um, but he does get a consolation prize in that, <laughs> that he gets He's... Uh, uh, a slam dunk sponsorship here with Chuck E. Cheese.
2: And speaking of which, we should get over to the California Pizza Kitchen where they wish they had a ball pit. With our very own Michael Matthews on the Slow Ride podcast, cream flap.
1: My name is Matthew Vanderpool, and I don't listen to the Slow Ride podcast.
2: All right, guys. Here we are in the pre-lap. Um, quite the entry in, just barging on through. I'm hungry, so I'll make this quick. Because when I'm hungry, I like a nice, clean cup of coffee to go along with it. So head over to wideanglepodium.com/coffee, and you can find out about our great partnership with the folks at Grimper Brothers, mm-hmm. with two great coffee blends. Once again, s- wideanglepodium.com/coffee to find out more.
1: Yes. And once you've done that, you can also check out the wide ankle podium um, supporting chamois cream over at BucklerSkinCare.com. We have meticulous like we're in the lab. We're doing a lot of R and D on this, and what we've done after what three hundred and thirty five episodes of research, um, the boys down in the lab have come up with the perfect formula for chamois cream and. We call it the Miracle wrap, and the Tingle is a miracle. Uh, it's just, it, you know, I don't want to, we can't, it's like the KFC, you know, we can't tell you the 13 herbs and spices that are in the Miracle wrap, but the Tingle's the miracle.
2: <laughs> it's amazing. I live in it for hours on the weekend. <laughs> And we'd also like to thank all the listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Head over to wideanglepodium.com to find out how you can support this podcast and the bevy of shows on the network, including the likes of Cyclocross Radio, where they have a brand new interview with friend of the podcast, longtime supporter of ours and friend of ours, Mm -hmm. and 2012 Minnesota State Cyclocross champion Pat Lemieux, Yeah, now interviewed on Cyclocross Radio. Great to see Gentlemen, I think it's time to get back to the show.
0: What's going on? This is Jeremy Powers, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. All right,
2: guys, here we are. We have so many emails to get to. Can't wait to get to them. And we have quite a few other things to touch on. But first, got an email here from friend of the pod, Daniel Burkhart. Hits us up. Hey guys, been a fan of the show and been listening for longer than I care to admit. Well, thank yeah, you, Daniel. Emailing off. because, yeah, <laughs> most people don't want to admit it either. Uh, if, emailing because I was disappointed with your characterization in a recent episode of folks who wear double XL bibs as not real cyclists. I'm sure you get why. I reach out because I care and think you'll take notice. Accountability is something you guys have responded to really well in the past. And thanks for taking the time and looking forward to many more episodes, Daniel. So it took a little while to dig into this. This is my moment to say that what Daniel is referring to was the Movistar Zwift tryouts where I made a crack about the winner showing up, rocking some double extra large bibs, looking out of sorts and out of place. It sounded horrible. It was horrible. It wasn't meant that way. My mind was originally casting aspersions more to two things. One, someone being completely out of place showing up. And then I went to my days of dumpster diving. Um, Super team bibs. You guys remember these Mm -hmm. bibs, the blue and the orange ones, double extra large. Some of that is in there. (laughs) But again, the, the joke did not land. I that's on me, but thanks for the accountability and being called out. And I apologize for anyone that's offended. Cause we are all cyclists for sure. So with that, let's get into a few more emails. Um, they're going to come fast and furious at us. Marcus Dean hits us up. Hey guys, here's something to ponder while you are all training for the doc Hollywood invitational. Is Matthew Vanderpool at risk of becoming a cycling super villain? Could he end up in the wolf pack as its new Alpha? No. Undoubtedly, the force runs strong in him. Seeing the final attack after he dished it out on Ala Philippe on Saturday morning reminded me of how he dispatched Nino Scherter in November twenty nineteen at Nova Mestro. At least he likes to at least he gets extra enjoyment punishing other world champs. Wow, Nino, and now Julian. I'd love to hear your thought thoughts. Fan of the pod, Marcus Dean. So is Matthew Vanderpool Now the new enemy of the slow ride podcast.
1: I just, I don't think I I
0: don't
2: think so, but
1: yeah. Yeah. Tim came in pretty hot, uh, at the beginning of this episode with, uh, you know, we've been talking about this for four (laughs) years straight. So he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I think, uh, I think it'd be hard pressed to put him in a, in a enemy category until he does something, um, you know, despicable, but winning races, uh, so far ain't it because he's, he's making it exciting. That's just my take I, so far, but I'm I less, mean, f- I'm less on board with the Philippe being a, <laughs> a villain than you are. So
2: yeah, as the former president of the Matthew, anybody, but Matthew Vanderpool club, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I'm all in on Matthew Vanderpool. He's a great guy. I love him. Um, the only, I, again, cycling needs a villain. We have a super villain right now. Basically, it's the guy from Rocky and Bullwinkle wearing the World Championship stripes. And I secretly love it, right? Like wrestling needs bad guys to work. Uh Cycling needs bad guys to work. I'm all for it, but I will boo the bad guys. Mm -hmm. So it's not that there's like a a hate or a disdain. I just don't want them to win because I need something to root against to then love the sport. I rooted against Lance Armstrong, Mm -hmm. That's what got me into cycling more than cheering for Lance Armstrong. Oh, yeah. And I had to swallow a lot of pride cheering for Jan Ulrich. You know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of, eh. And it's, it's kind of nice to have the quote-unquote good guy winning right now, which is Matthew Vanderpoel, because he's just going to go win mountain bike races later. Like, I love every—my favorite thing about Matthew Vanderpoel right now is that all of the roadie friends of mine, like the serious road cycling fans of mine mm-hmm. get mad that Matthew Vanderpool isn't doing more races or like, Oh, he needs to be on a better team. Yeah. He needs to be doing like the full tour. He can't leave the tour to go to the Olympic. Like there's this idea that for him to be the best living cyclist, he must only do road racing. Mm-hmm. And I love that Matthew Vanderpool just wants to race bikes and win. And that is the best part. So no, if he hangs it up to just do road racing, sh- then we may have a little bit more of a problem. Yeah, that'd be a total <laughs> shame.
0: I'm with you. I'm very happy that he's, that he's so multidiscipline focused, and it makes it more exciting.
2: A solution to Spencer's Nintendo problem. Hey, Slow Ride. After hearing about Spencer's indoor training plan being derailed by his Nintendo, I thought of the perfect solution. Ride Hustle City. Mm. It seems to be Zwift, but you play as a cycling messenger in a city, dodging cars and delivering packages. Spencer can tap into his messenger cycling pass, and before he knows it, you'll have a great training session. Thanks for everything. Keep up the good work. Jake Sorensen.
1: This is, uh, you know, I wasn't going to tell you guys, um, but I I do have, um, I am a beta tester officially for Hustle City, so I do have it. I plan to have a review of it up on this podcast in the coming weeks Good. um once i set up my trainer and <laughs> actually ride it um so, <laughs>
0: better get on that before the weather gets too nice
1: <laughs> yeah well you know there's yeah i'm, uh, I'm in a time crunch here mm. but hey, it looks awesome so your beta tester.
2: so your beta beta tester mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. got to set up the trainer you got to put down the switch to put it up Have you looked... Like I've seen videos of Ride Hustle City. It's got Mm -hmm. Slow Ride Podcast written all over it. Um, It does. They should... We need to... I don't know who their VC firm is behind it, but besides giving money to the Slow Ride Podcast for our amazing content that we put out, there definitely needs to be a partnership. Spencer, Mm -hmm. do you know if there's any... Like I like the premise. You're riding your trainer. You turn your handlebars because you got your phone up on top of your handlebars to get between the cars. There's a little bit of steering action. It's kind of got that yeah like Grand Theft Auto feel where you've got to like make the delivery by a certain time to work your intervals and all that. Mm-hmm. Is there anything where like you can just sit on a park bench for 15 to 20 minutes <laughs> and do like a crossword puzzle? No. And, like but no. While, while you're sitting on your bike, yeah, there's a lot of seduction no, involved and that's... in the game. <laughs>
1: Yeah, this is where it really deviates from what it's actually like to be a bike messenger, um, unfortunately. Ah, okay. But yeah, a lot of riding involved in this, which um, is good for the training, not uh, not good for actual simulation of messenger life. But
2: So messenger life, <laughs> my favorite things about riding or being a bike messenger for the four years as a bike messenger, one, getting candy from secretaries. So riding my bike to then know like what accounts had candy on the, the check-in bench. I really like that. Mm-hmm. That's probably not in hustle city. Yeah.
1: No, two. I, yeah.
2: I loved flirting with the barista baristas, <laughs> anybody that you like, cause you're like, yeah, I'm a messenger. I'm cool. And then, and then three didn't work going into uh-huh. elevator. Yeah. It didn't work at all. Uh, going into elevators
1: uh-huh.
2: and, and getting the, the same questions all the time like oh is it icy out there when it or is it snowing and you'd be like you know snow all over your helmet or yeah, whatever love dripping that wet
0: as um, they ask if,
2: if it rains four free locking my bike for some reason like just locking the my like my pride and joy was my Panasonic track bike locking it as close to an entrance as possible where it wouldn't get touched by building security but they could easily pick it up and just take it anywhere that they yeah. wanted that like one of the stupidest things ever also not in hustle city um so yeah yeah. and then five was probably just sitting down at the coffee shop acting cool never once was it riding my bike and delivering a package
0: (laughs) i would like to see a component of hustle city and spencer see if you can work this in that the game Uh is not So there's no way to pause and maybe go (laughs) use the bathroom unless you're at a building that has an access like a bathroom that's unlocked so you know sometimes you'd have a nice hook set up And you'd realize in your mind, there's no bathrooms at this hook. Like, every one of these has a carded bathroom. I can't. There's nowhere to take a pee. But maybe sometimes you get a nice hook where you know you can pause it. So maybe the game is just unpausable for 50 minutes, and you're just making tags, and you're like, man, I need to go get some food in the kitchen. I need to do something. But you got to wait till you get to that one building that allows you to pause for a minute. That's what I want. That's the the realistic sort of component I want in the game.
1: Well, you know, I think this one there... Marketing it towards athletes that want a more fun experience riding the trainer (laughs) rather than marketing it to messengers who are lazy, who want to ride inside, I
2: guess. I think that that might be the problem. I I, I wish them best of luck. I want this game just to be
0: marketed to retired messengers that just want to occasionally just slightly experience the the old days again. Just sort of, I want it to be called Glory Days Messenger Edition.
1: I mean, it basically is. It's just like you guys' glory is a totally different part than most people's, you know? Yeah. Like, I, 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 I did I, enjoy riding my bike. I did, too. Know? Like,
0: But sometimes you got to go to the bathroom. You got to know where the, the,
2: the accessible ones are, man. i think that that's a real underestimated i appreciate you bringing that up little guys you just sometimes you had to know what the communal floors were in the town oh yeah you need to know like
0: i got to go to 13 (laughs) in this building because there's a bathroom i can use but if i'm i have to deliver on 15
2: but you got to know where you can
0: where you can make your stops man
2: casey arman hits us up new listener most hated rider list gents mark solaire is the most hateable rider ever the documentary of the Movistar team shows how selfish, dumb, and completely boring he is. <laughs> Since then I've hate watched him and he rarely disappoints. Every attack he does is selfish and ineffectual. Mm. What a tool. <laughs> Angry Oregon crit pack fodder. Casey. Wow. Shots fired. <laughs> um I guess I've never really watched Mark. I never I guess I've never watched Mark Soler that much.
0: I can see this. I can I can see the, the um uh... He doesn't. He doesn't get me that upset, but I. I can see how you could. You could pick Soler off as a rider too. If they're. If they're taking the super rookie approach to I, cycling fandom, and that they need to have one mm-hmm. super baddie to focus their energies upon, Soler is a worthy pick mm-hmm. for sure.
1: Absolutely, I. I. Uh, I didn't get all the way through that uh, movie star documentary, so I don't know what antics he got up to. But I. I can confirm that his attacks are ineffectual.
2: Yeah.
0: Though he did win, like, the one race movie
2: star won last year. <laughs> Final email comes in to us from Tim Myers. Eh, We've got a couple more emails. Sorry, I just misread. But uh, GCN Plus and Spencer's Touch. It's Uh-oh. obvious GCN Plus was rushed. Spencer, put your computer skills to work and fix it.
1: Oh,
0: now, Spencer. Get, right on that.
2: get on it, man. This is because you are... Um, a coder, you know how to fix things like this, and this would be um, the thing. Now, little guy, uh, you had a, a a semi-viral tweet over the weekend where you said cycling loves traditions, and that tradition means streaming services that don't yeah, work.
0: Basically, they're all they're all uniquely bad. Yeah, it's true. GCN hasn't been working for people. I gotta say, it takes me longer to log in to my NBC Sports. Um app than it and by the time i do it's like oh yeah okay i i i i, I it took me so long this morning that uh, my better half caitlin was like wow i'm really i'm really impressed with your perseverance that's probably not what you want out of your thing as i i keep watching the little circle and it's like mm, fail the load fail the load um so yeah yeah ah, good stuff you know that sounds horrible
1: that's the problem <laughs> First world though problems, with these man. streaming services they know when they're marketing to a niche sport like cycling, yeah, matter. that we're gonna we're gonna sit there and refresh it. We're gonna uh, yeah. plow through no, the it's, pain. It's
0: true. I will. I mean, I will tweet about it and be grumpy, but I will still pay for it and still.
1: They'll yeah, mm-hmm. and they'll read your tweets and they will not respond. Mm-mm. And next year they will raise the price five dollars, and <laughs> you'll pay for it again.
0: Hey. No, it's yeah. true.
2: I mean, I deserve it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, y'all do. You deserve it.
2: Oh, this one seems to be right for me. This is from David Price. Rail bike time trial at oh, Disneyland? While the other states are t- returning to the post-pandemic normalcy, in California, we still labor in boredom confined to our homes and backyards. Even Disneyland is still closed, which lead me to a great idea. With the surge in rail bike interest and with the Magic Kingdom closed <laughs> in Anaheim, Wouldn't it be great to have a rail bike time trial race on the Disneyland railroad? Think of the television coverage as racers speed through the grand Canyon as it appeared during the time of dinosaur dinosaurs. It's made for TV. By the way, I sent my wife a gift of miracle and She can't thank me enough. Thanks for the great entertainment, David price. Awesome. Gentlemen, as the resident Disney expert, uh-huh. Um, I am a hundred percent into this idea of a uh, time trial. I only know the Walt Disney World um railway. It's fantastic. It's gotta be about a mile long. I think we could pull this off. I'll I'll pull some uh, I'll call up uh, the mouse, see yeah. if we can get in there. Sounds good. Yeah. It'll be great.
0: I love it. I mean, technically it'd be more of a I, prologue if it's only a mile. I mean, I don't want to split hairs here, but yeah, it sounds great.
2: Yeah. 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 I mean totally
1: I, I'm a big fan of any arena that we can put cycling in because he he nails it with the made for TV comment which I think is what's missing um to to really grab for sure the American audience but probably just a wider audience in general so you know if we could have crits in Disneyland as well if we could do oh yeah um you know the the cycle cross in the uh Renaissance Festival fairgrounds you know, all across the country and have kind of, you know, <laughs> known venues that uh, people tune in for, you know, like the Daytona 500. Uh, I, every spring, people get all jazzed about it. Just, Why? It's just an oval.
0: Just, a, just fans you know, that, are, that are Disney characters on the side of Main Street USA as the crit whips around the corner and there's just Mickey in
2: turn three just screaming with a beer in his hand. I'd watch that. Well, yeah, any... <laughs> Anybody that's a <laughs> anybody that's a Disney fan would tell you that you can't go down Main Street USA during a crit because there's railroad tracks down the uh, middle, so um, it would be chaos chaos corners um, throughout. Although it would be pretty cool to go through Tomorrow Tomorrowland, Frontierland, and all the other lands, we may have some legs here. Race. My favorite part about the the time trial on the the Braille bikes is that you could see it for free from the monorail. So, there is the mm, whole, like, synergy. outside the gates thing that you can do. So, there is a, a way to go to see a lot of Disneyland, or Disney World, sorry, without paying money to get into the the facility. Monorail is one of them. It's free. In fact, we got to be wrapping up the show because i got to head down Damn. to Disney World tomorrow to go take some hot laps, get my KOM back. Because oh. um, I lost it a couple weeks ago because with less uh, people out there, uh, due to the pandemic, there's a lot less stops on that monorail route. So... Let's, we, we have, we have a ton of emails that we're just going <laughs> to skip over because we got to really end this on a positive note. Okay, so This one comes to us from any Eddie Plana. I must say the Gooser bite break segment redeemed what seemed like 10 hours of messenger bag talk. Mm. <laughs> Thanks for the show, fellas. P.S. Also saw this 26 inch Klein mountain bike at my local used sporting goods store. It's an XT or it's got Shimano XT on it, baby. Get your Greg Minar on. And it's a. Yellow Klein man- Manta, yeah. um, Love it. for seven fifty seemed a little pricey. Yeah, it does for a, um, but it is does have XT. But you Gooser know, Bike was a fantastic segment. I, I, I had friends telling me that they were playing along and they got them all right.
1: <laughs> well, it wasn't. You know, I'm hoping the uh, difficulty level ramps up oh, yeah. here when we get to episode two. Yeah, it um,
0: and second level is way harder
1: good 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 good. I appreciate that email tons of great feedback in there and you know I'm proud to say we did not uh, go on a tangent about messenger stuff uh, in this episode not so at all you know <laughs> rest assured
0: well since since folks Uh-oh. just want us to what talk a- about bike racing let's just quickly say perry nice is happening Torino's gonna happen and it's gonna have an amazing mm-hmm. trident on the podium and the uh, healthy aging tour on the women's side is going to happen and actually be broadcast mm, mm-hmm, coming mm-hmm. up starting on Wednesday this week. So there's a ton of bike racing to watch and you know, you can watch that rather than think about messenger stuff.
2: That Perfect. is a very solid shout. That's the, you know, that's a great way to cap it. Um, gentlemen, as always, I thoroughly enjoy doing the podcast with you and to talk uh, with all of our listeners, make sure you email us at the theslowridepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at theslowridepod. And make sure you give a shout-out to Team Quebeca Assos about the uh, new championship belt for their very own Michael Gogol, who got sixth at Strada Bianchi. Um, we knew it was coming. We're mm-hmm. big fans. That's why he's got the belt. Um, love to have a uh, a drop mm-hmm. submitted to the podcast. That'd yeah. be great. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, uh, the The more
1: emails we get from listeners, and the more comments and the more ask uh, hashtag Ask Slow Rides we get on Twitter and Instagram, the less Tim will have opportunities to talk about his messenger days. So, just keep that in mind, guys.
2: (laughs) Don't worry, little guy's going to take like 10 minutes of that out of post. Um, And with that, we'd like to thank our good friends over at Grimper Brothers by heading over to WineAnglePodium.com slash coffee to find out about two great coffee blends. We'd also like to thank Buckler Skincare for the aforementioned Miracle Web Chamois Cream. The tingle is the miracle. Head to bucklerskincare.com and look for the Miracle Web. And all the listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network, this is Tim heading off to the California Pizza Kitchen in Orlando, Florida. This
0: is Matt. I'm going to walk over to the Little Caesars down the street.
1: And this is Spencer. You know I've got that DiGiorno in the freezer. In Boston, Massachusetts, reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter
3: at TheSlowRidePod.
2: But really, you ordered Di- DiGiorno. You ordered DiGiorno. You ordered DiGiorno.
3: Wow. What an episode. That was amazing. When that one person said that thing and then the other person totally, like, set them straight. Oh, man. That was great. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that again. But, hey, since I have your attention now, hello, cyclocross friends. New friends and old friends and soon-to-be friends. My name's Bill. I host a, another show on the Wide Angle Podium Podcast Network. It's called Cyclocross Radio, and we talk to the biggest stars in Cyclocross and even the medium stars in Cyclocross and some of the soon-to-be stars in Cyclocross. We also have a panel discussion we call the media pit with my buddy Zach and Michael, where we go over all of the new rules that might be coming out and the calendar situations and races that happen it's a great time it's a great conversation we built an amazing community that we want you to be part of so go to wideanglepodium.com become a member there then go to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to cyclocross radio do it do it now cyclocross friends